slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Good news, Islander fans, a 3-0 win over the Buffalo Sabres. We're going to break it all down for you as the Islanders extend their point streak and get back-to-back wins over the Sabres in Buffalo. That is excellent news for the Islanders. We'll talk about the great goaltending of Ilya Sorokin as he earns his first NHL win and his first NHL shutout. We'll talk about how good J.G. Pajot has been recently and how the Islanders are playing exactly the way they need to play. But we'll also talk about why it's a little too soon to get overly enthusiastic based on the last couple of games. So lots to discuss On today's show, we'll also have our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more. If there's something Islanders related that's on your mind, if you've got a question, a comment, a a topic that you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and tell us where you're from, we are more than happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is. That's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars N Y R V S N Y I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. So the Islanders with a three to nothing win and over the Buffalo Sabres. And I'll tell you, here's the thing about the game last night. The Islanders, again, doing exactly what they wanted to do as far as playing the Barry Trotz system to a T. And yeah, there were some breakdowns. The Islanders struggled in the last couple of minutes in the first period uh, to get the puck out of their zone. And again, at the very end of the second period, and they had some moments in the third as well. But To me, overall, you hold the Buffalo Sabres, a team that does have some very dangerous players on it, to 20 shots on goal for the game, do not allow a goal, and you hold Jack Eichel, their most dangerous player, to one shot on goal in the entire contest. You are doing what you need to do. I think that The second period, perhaps, was indicative of the way the Islanders play. They have the 2-0 lead on the two goals early, and look, the second period was not going to make any highlight reels. If you're looking for end-to-end action, if you're looking for 
lots and lots of rushes. If you're looking for breakaway after breakaway and games where both teams have 35 shots, number one, you probably need a time machine to go back to 1986. But number two, uh, you're not going to find it very often in a, a, a game where Barry Trotz's team is playing his system. But in that second period, the Islanders played ugly. They only managed five shots on goal throughout the period, but they only gave up three shots. And to me, when I look at this game, the second period is, in essence, indicative of what the Islanders want to do. Because Buffalo spent a lot of time in the Islanders' zone in the second period. And yet, playing that Barry Trotz system, the Islanders kept Buffalo off the board and limited them to three shots on goal. And when you can do that, when you can, even when you're in your own zone, not lose your head, keep your cool, and keep the other team on the perimeter, limit their scoring chances, not let them really get established. You do that, and you are going to win almost all the time. And it may not be pretty, and it may not make, you know, Sports Center or, you know, your a lot of action in, in the highlights on NHL Network the next day, but I'll tell you this, it works. And it works, and the Islanders, all they do is win hockey games this way. When you play this this system of Barry Trotz's, not only do you limit the other team's scoring chances, you increase your team's work ethic, and you absolutely just uh, play a playoff-style hockey all year. And if you listen to a broadcast by either a national broadcasting uh, announcing duo, or if you listen to, uh, if you have the opportunity to hear the other team's TV or radio broadcast whenever they're playing the New York Islanders, you got to listen because every one of them mentions how difficult it is to play against the New York Islanders. And they did it to the Sabres both games, okay? Both Monday and Tuesday, the Islanders use their system to a T and shut down the Buffalo Sabres. In two games, Buffalo got one goal. And... That is exactly the way the Islanders want to play. Now, you heard me say uh, it's a little too soon to get overconfident or overexcited. Here's why. The Buffalo Sabres were a team that has not played a game in 15 days. They went 14 days in between games before they met the Islanders. And, yeah, Buffalo has some talented hockey players, but the Islanders caught them at the right time. And 
look, you know, you got to win those kind of games. You got to take advantage of those opportunities. We talked about that when the Islanders were on their five-game winless streak and they were facing the Washington Capitals without Alexander Ovechkin and Samsonov and, and, you know, a number of their very good, important players, and they weren't able to take advantage of it. So you got to feel good that the Islanders took full advantage of playing a Buffalo team that is struggling, that is coming off a two-week layoff because of the COVID protocols. But as much as you enjoy this eight-game point streak, 5-0-3, you have to temper it with the fact that, yeah, the Islanders played their style, they played well, but they did it the last two games at least against a team that is struggling that is in an unusual set of circumstances and that they should beat. That being said, enjoy this win. It was a good one. And the fact that the Islanders, like they did against Boston for most of the game, dictated the pace, played their hockey game, and emerged victorious is a great sign. We've got a lot more to talk about. We're going to talk about Ilya Sorokin's first NHL win and first NHL shutout. We'll have an analysis of his play and a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, you've heard me talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones like caramel brownie, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, and apple almond crisp. They have flavors that have nuts, flavors that are nut-free, but all 18 flavors are covered in 100% chocolate, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, they are soft and easy to chew. And, you know, these bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. That makes them great for the keto diet, and, you know, they are just delicious. It feels like you're cheating on your diet and eating a candy bar. Let's talk about the Cherry Barcia flavor, 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs. Right now, if you head to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. On this show, we cover everything you need to know about the Islanders, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. All right, the biggest story, obviously, from last night's game is the goaltending of Ilya Sorokin. And it was great to see this kid play. And if you follow me on Twitter, during the game I was tweeting out and talking about how even in the opening minutes of this game, Sorokin looked more confident. He looked like he was comfortable in the net and even looked better handling the puck, which is something that he was struggling with early on in the season. And he made a few really great glove saves He stopped Taylor Hall on a breakaway, which was a big deal, and Hall, obviously, an established and proven uh, goal scorer in the National Hockey League, so always good when you can make a stop like that. 
showed some really good lateral movement on a number of plays. And yeah, there was one goal that was waved off by an offside by Olafson that would have ended the shutout bid, and that certainly would have been disappointing. But I am glad that Varlamov got the win, earned his first shutout, and I think, and you you know, we've talked on this show about Sorokin a lot and the balancing act that the Islanders have to do. You want to get him on the ice more, but you don't want to lose too many games because he's still making the adjustment to the North American style of hockey. Well, tonight, first of all, for the first time, he got a little bit of goal support, and he got an early lead because the Islanders got that goal basically from Anders Lee just 4:43 into the game and then you know by the 11:58 mark when Pajot scored it was 2 to nothing in favor of the Islanders so overall you really had a a different mindset throughout this game but I love the confidence that Sorokin showed and I think the monkey is off his back and As far as sending him down to the minors over the weekend, maybe to get him some extra work, I don't think that's necessary at this point. And you look ahead at the Islanders' schedule, and you have a game coming up on Thursday in Pittsburgh, and then Saturday in Pittsburgh, followed by a game uh, Monday against Buffalo. I think Sorokin plays one of those three games If I had to guess, it would be the Saturday game against the Penguins, but we'll see. But I think logic says you go uh, Varlamov, Sorokin, Varlamov, but you don't want to let him go too far after a big game like this where he earns the shutout. And the beautiful thing is I think his teammates now will have more confidence in him and he will show more confidence in them. So, overall, I think the more work Ilya Sorokin gets and the more practice time he puts in and the more games he's able to play in, we will see more performances closer to what we saw last night against the Sabres and less struggling performances like we saw earlier in the season, especially his debut, but of course, you know, he, what do you have, 10 minutes notice to know that he was even playing in that game? So, you got to be pleased with the progress of Ilya Sorokin. You got to like what this kid showed you last night. And I think this is the start of more and more good things from the White Whale, as he has been uh, nicknamed. And, uh, Yeah, this is the guy that the Islanders were waiting for. This is the type of player that the Islanders really needed. And you know what? It uh, it really was great to see Sorokin come through in that game, in that way, with the shutout and the win. And, you know, you always remember your first win. You always remember your first shutout. And Sorokin will be telling stories about this game up in Buffalo for many, many years to come. And I'll tell you something else. It is critical for the Islanders to get Sorokin going. You don't want to wear out Simeon Varlamov with overwork this season. 
especially with a lot more back-to-back games on the schedule because of the condensed schedule this year. And, you know, when you play the Barry Trot style, and we talked about that style in the first segment of today's episode, but when you play that Barry Trot style, you rely on your goaltender to bail you out occasionally when you make mistakes. You need strong goaltending. And the last two seasons under Barry Trotz, you've gotten strong goaltending, not from just your starter, but from both goalies, whether it was Tomas Grice and Simeon Varlamov last year, or Grice and Robin Lehner the season before. Now you need Varlamov and Sorokin to provide you with consistent, reliable goaltending. And we all knew there would be an adjustment period for Sorokin, but the Islanders really, really need him to be there and to give them, let's say out of a a 56-game schedule, let's get, you know, 20 to 25 solid performances out of Ilya Sorokin this year, and then let's say 35, 30 to 35 performances for Simeon Varlamov, and that leaves you with, you know, a good one-two punch in goal and gives you a chance to win almost every night. So if we can get more performances like this from Sorokin, the Islanders will be in very, very good shape, and we'll keep an eye on his development, but got to be very encouraged with what you saw tonight, and hopefully the Islanders and Sorokin can give you more performances like this in the future. He looked more comfortable. He looked more confident. He was sure of his angles. He showed a fast glove and, a, and good lateral movement. I loved what I saw from Ilya Sorokin. When we come back, we have our Islanders' birthday of the day and some interesting analysis and thoughts about the Islanders. J.G. Pajot, another big game, a few other players I wanted to mention. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, it's time to talk about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Now, the football season may be over, but you still have lots of things that you can wager on, like the NBA, college basketball, so many games every night, and of course the NHL. Maybe you want to take your knowledge of the New York Islanders and use it to help you make some extra cash. Bet online, they'll also cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV, and they have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So if you put $100 in, they'll put another $50 into your account absolutely free. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Islanders fans, every Wednesday on Locked On NHL, take a deep dive into the Western Conference with Sarah Avampato of Locked On Kings and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers. Whether it's a look at the top-end contenders like Vegas and Colorado or breaking down the rebuilds of the Kings and the Blackhawks, Locked On NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. All right, 
Islander fans. It's time for our Islanders birthday of the day. And uh, this one is actually a current player who is still active in the Islanders organization. Happy 25th birthday to Islanders defenseman Sebastian Ajo. Originally, Ajo drafted in the fifth round back in 2017. He played in, you know, Sweden for a number of seasons before coming to North America. And, you know, he's been on the taxi squad this year. He's been down in Bridgeport this year. He has been very, very productive in Bridgeport. Uh, 46 points in just 67 games in 2018-2019. And had 30 points in 49 games last year before the season was cut short for the Sound Tigers and everybody else, really. So, Sebastian Ajo, kind of a, a guy without a home right now. And you got to hope for his sake that either he gets a little more established in the NHL soon, or if the Islanders don't have room for him, that he can go elsewhere and find an organization that would benefit from his services. We're going to look at one of his best games with the Islanders. It took place on January 7th, 2018 in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. Islanders going up against the Devils. Corey Schneider was the goalie for New Jersey. In this one, the Islanders had Yaroslav Halak. And this was an exciting game. Anders Lee gave the Islanders a 1-0 lead in the first period. But the Sabre, uh, excuse me, the, the Devils got second period goals from Chavis Zajac, uh, sandwiched around a goal by Anthony Bevilier. So after two periods, we were all even at 2-2. Two two. Devils took the lead 4-2 on goals by Miles Wood and Taylor Hall early in the third period. Those goals were less than 30 seconds apart, but Ajo got his first NHL goal. It came on the power play at 7.58 of the third period. John Tavares and Matthew Barzal with the assists, and then the Islanders tied it with 4.17 left in regulation. Cal Clutterbuck, his seventh, from Sebastian Ajo and Brock Nelson. The game goes to a shootout, and Brock Nelson finally breaks the ice in the fifth round of the shootout. Halak stops Brian Gibbons in the devil's part of the fifth round, and the Islanders skate away with a 5-4 to four win. This, the first and so far only NHL goal for Sebastian Ajo. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We wish him a happy 25th birthday and all the best of luck for the rest of his hockey career. Wanted to come back and focus on Jean-Gabriel Pajot. A goal and an assist in that game last night. He also put on an unbelievable burst of speed that gave him a breakaway chance that he wasn't able to convert on. But, you know, I want to just explain how important Jean-Gabriel Pajot has been to the Islanders since he came over. And we remember how well he played in the playoffs last year and how important he was during the Islanders' run to the Eastern Conference Final. Well, right now, in the last four games, Pajot has five goals and one assist for the Islanders. And no shock that the Islanders are on a an eight-game point streak. And I'll take it a step further. We talked about the slow start 
that Pajot was off to, well, here are the numbers. If Jean-Gabriel Pajot gets a point in a game, the Islanders this year are 6-1-1. and Getting the third line to contribute offensively, not just to play well in the defensive zone, is a big part of the Islanders' potential success this season. And now it seems like Pajot is getting used to playing with line mates. You know, Wallstrom has been consistently on his wing, and he is being productive on the power play when he's out with the second unit. You get Jean-Gabriel Pajot involved offensively, and the Islanders will win the majority of their games. Again, the Islanders this year, 6-1-1 whenever Jean-Gabriel Pajot gets a point for them in a game. He is important to this franchise. Don't overlook it. And uh, again, goes beyond scoring his contributions to the team. But getting that third line to be productive offensively gives the Islanders a whole new dimension. That's what they were after when they acquired Pajot, and he is backing it up with his play right now. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Islanders. We will be back tomorrow with a full preview of the Islanders' upcoming game against the Penguins as they continue this road trip. Uh, Islanders right now in second place in the East Division, although the Flyers have a pair of games in hand as of right now. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.